We just read our sermon text from the book of Luke, chapter 10, verses 38 uh, to 42. Our, our, our sermon theme today is a conversation about contrasts. Uh, in those verses we just read, we heard about Mary and Martha, and we're going to dig into that deeper uh, in our sermon text. Dear friends in Christ, I wish I had been a fly on the wall. People use that phrase to mean that they would like to have been present when something important happened or to listen in on a certain conversation. Maybe you've thought that yourself. Wouldn't it have been amazing to have eavesdropped on the signing of the Declaration of Independence? Or how about sneaking a peek at your great-grandparents getting off the boat in America for the first time? All of the events and people in history that I would have liked to most see was Jesus and some of the events in his life. Wouldn't it be great to have been able to see him preaching and teaching? Wouldn't it have been amazing to witness a miracle? Who wouldn't want to be a fly on the wall during one of his conversations with his followers? Well, this morning, by God's grace and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, we get to do just that. And it's in our Bible. We get to be flies on the wall in a home where Jesus had been invited as a guest. We get to listen in on a private conversation that he had with a woman who lived there. Uh, But this wasn't eavesdropping. This is a conversation that Jesus wants us to be a part of. As he speaks to Martha, he's also speaking to you and me. For to one degree or another, all of us are like Martha. Let's listen in on this conversation, a conversation in which Jesus presents us with some important contrasts applicable to us right now. Important to our daily lives, which impact our eternal life. Martha and Mary had a lot in common. They were sisters along with their brother Lazarus, who we hear about later in the Bible, not necessarily in these verses. They believed in Jesus as the Son of God and the promised Savior. They shared the same parents, the same brother, the same home, the same faith, the same Lord who was in their home. But there are many differences between them. Differences which Jesus addressed in his conversations with them. Martha seemed to have been busy, an energetic, involved go-getter. When she heard that Jesus was in town, she naturally invited him over for a meal. Things that we still do now. But Martha would never have been satisfied with slapping together a quick snack for Jesus, and I'm sure we wouldn't have either. Instead, instead she planned an elaborate feast, one that required a lot of planning, time, effort. As she prepared the meal, Martha was pulled in many different directions. There was a fire to be made in the oven, pots to be stirred, meat to be roasted, bread to be made, and a table to be set. Not too different from us. St. Luke describes Martha as being distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Adding to her distraction, however, was frustration. Martha was frustrated with her sister Mary. You see, Mary wasn't helping her, not at all. Apparently... She hadn't lifted a finger to help Martha. Talk about a contrast. Picture Martha virtually a blur in the kitchen as she went from one task to another, 
Meanwhile, her sister sat still doing just one thing. In her frustration, Martha turned to Jesus. Lord, tell my sister to help me. Tell her to get up and get into the kitchen. I'm doing many things and she's only doing one thing. It's not right. That's the first contrast Jesus addressed in his conversation here with the sisters. Martha thought it was a virtue, a good thing to be busy doing many things. She looked at doing only one thing like her sister Mary as a sign of laziness or perhaps even contempt for her. Martha was trying to do many things at once and Mary was focused on just one thing. Martha's attention, energy were spread out. Mary was focused. Martha assumed that Jesus would take her side and persuade Mary to go help her with all those busy activities that she was distracted with. But he didn't. Instead, he gently scolded Martha, not Mary, by saying, you're worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Martha was distracted by many things. Mary was focused on just one thing. And Jesus praised Mary for that. But Jesus wasn't merely encouraging Martha to relax and stop fussing about the meal. Instead, he was encouraging her to focus on the one thing that Mary was giving her attention to. And what was that one thing? Do you remember from the story? Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet, listening to what he had to say. Mary was focused on her Lord and his word. Martha perhaps thought that she could listen to Jesus from the other room. After all, she was a woman, and women can multitask, right? She could stir the pot, season the roast, set the table, and listen to Jesus all at the same time. Right? Wrong. Martha needed to focus on one thing, not on many. Her busyness was putting Jesus in second or maybe third or fourth place here in this, in this case. She needed to center her attention on her Lord and His Word, not the million and one other things she needed to do that day. Do you see a little bit of yourself in Martha? I certainly do. I see myself there. I think we're, we're all in danger of becoming a society of Martha's. Look at all the activities we busy ourselves with on a regular basis. Perhaps maybe it's not a meal specific like this, but how about the hours we spend at work and the additional hours we spend thinking and texting and emailing about work when we get home? How about all the practices and games and tournaments we drive our kids to year-round? How about all the meetings and activities we end up attending because we volunteered for something? How about all the recreational activities? Yard work. Sports that occupy so much of our free time. Many things versus the one thing. That's the contrast Jesus wants us to spend some time reflecting on. And not just right now and not just today. Like Martha, Jesus isn't merely encouraging us to slow down and not try to do so many things that we become exhausted and sick while that's important. Instead, Jesus wants us to examine all the things we do over the course of a day or a week 
not distract us from the one thing. Do the many things we spend so much of our time doing keep us from spending time with Jesus? I think so. Do we find ourselves not reading our Bible, not praying, not attending church or Bible classes because we're busy with other things? I think so. If so, then, we've become Martha. Then we're distracted by the many things rather than focusing on the one thing. So you're probably wondering, what do we do? Jesus addresses that in the next contrast he talked to her about. After pointing out how she was distracted by many things, while Mary was focused on one thing, he told Martha this, Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. Good versus better. That's the second contrast Jesus pointed out in his conversation with Martha. Before we go any further, let's pause for a moment and make sure we understand what Jesus didn't say. He didn't say, what you're doing is bad. Preparing a nice meal for me is not good. Nope, he didn't say those things. What he said was, Mary has chosen what is better. Actually, the Greek wrote these words, or St. Luke wrote these words, could literally say, Mary has chosen what is good. But either way, Jesus does not condemn Martha for being busy, nor does he say the activities she was busy with were bad in and of themselves. He didn't tell her, not to make nice meals ever again. He simply says that what Mary chose to focus on was better. Some might argue that it's pretty subjective to say that one thing is better than others. Who's to say what's better? Actually, Jesus gave Martha a very objective way of determining what's better. He said, Martha has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. All of the things that were demanding Martha's attention and distracting her would come to an end pretty quick. All of that time and effort put into planning and preparing a meal would come down to a short period of time where they ate the meal. It would be over. The food would be gone and the dishes put away, and it would all be just a memory in a matter of likely minutes. But look at what Mary was focusing on. She gave her time and attention to her Savior. And Jesus wasn't going anywhere. He would always be there for her. His love and mercy would never be taken away. His word would never change. His promises would remain forever, and His heaven would be eternal. Jesus might as well have been having this conversation with us All those things which we find ourselves so busy doing, so distracted by, are not bad in and of themselves. I'm sure you can think of all the examples in your own life. Putting time into our jobs is obviously not a bad thing. It's good to work and we honor God in our work. It's good to have hobbies that we love. It's a blessing to be able to participate in activities that get us outside and keep our bodies healthy. Working, having fun, being active, and even being entertained and being relaxed are all blessings from God. They're good. But there's something even better. There's something that can't 
be taken from us. Jobs will come and go. Our interests and hobbies change. Our health changes. Many of the things we liked to do and spend lots of time doing when we were younger, maybe we don't do them anymore. Maybe because we don't want to or we can't. All of the things we spend our time and energy on will ultimately come to an end because one day our lives will come to an end. But the one thing Mary focused on won't. Jesus and his word. Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever. And he says, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus tells us, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. His promises are sure. They are unchanging. And his heaven is eternal. Jesus didn't condemn Martha for the good meal that she was making. He just told her there's something even better. Sometimes that's hard for us to see, isn't it? Jesus doesn't condemn us for the good things we spend our time and energy on either. But he wants us to understand that there's something more satisfying, far longer lasting, far better, and that is himself and his words of promise. If the good things we love to do distract us and take us away from the better thing, then we need to reflect and repent, and we need to rethink our priorities, and we need to rearrange our schedules. Did this conversation have an effect on Martha? Did she focus on the one thing that was better rather than the many things? It's hard to say from these verses, but the next time the gospel tells us Martha had a conversation with Jesus, it was after her brother Lazarus died. Many of you remember that story. It was Martha, not Mary, who was the first one to go out to Jesus and talk to him. It was Martha who said, I know that my brother will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And when Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life, he who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? It was Martha who answered, yes, Lord, I believe. God grant that we also take our Lord's conversation to heart and not let all the busyness of our lives pull us away from the time spent with our Savior so that we may ever say the same thing. Yes, Lord, I believe. Amen.